is up there, but I have beaten it before, so it can't be that hard. I'm actually going to go with Battletoads. That is a very hard game. I, I think I would actually have to agree with... So, like, a Battletoads is hard as hell, but I can get farther in Battletoads with less difficulty than Ghosts and Goblins. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is our 15th episode. We're, we're teenagers. And I am Al. Oh. I'm Travis. I'm Kyle. Hey, fellas. How we doing tonight? Doing okay. Good. Doing okay. Not, not too bad. Very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right myself. Kids kind of ran me ragged today. I was running running around playing Scary Bear, which is just me growling and waving my arms like an idiot while they run around the house. <laughs> but uh, it sure gets me a workout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what have you guys been up to? Um, work. It's just been it's been a lot of work lately. Ew. Yeah. Too much but work. It's, yeah. So it's always too much work, to be honest. Yeah, I'm getting this similar on my end as well. But this whole working remotely more often is definitely helping. That's cool. That so. is awesome. But uh, so uh, what have you been playing, watching? Uh, start with you, Travis. Um, I have been watching. Um, I started. Into the Badlands. Oh, isn't that so good? <laughs> it is It is super good so far. I'm only on, like, episode three, but the first two episodes were just crazy good. Yeah, I think so, I just finished four. I'm halfway nice. into episode one, so please. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, uh, I, shan't, I shan't spoil anything. That's just funny, man. Like, after the past two episodes, we started talking about, like, all those kinds of movies. And I think we like we all just started doing a rewatch of uh, Into the Badlands. I just forgot how good that show was. Damn. The, uh, yeah, it's it's good so far. I lots like, of blood. Lots of blood. That's what I love about it. Like they they take everything you you like about those movies. You know what I mean? And they kind of embrace it. And I like the I like the the martial arts in it. It's fantastic. And I love that the like dystopian setting it's different it's not you know it's it feels fresh for a, mm. i think a genre that's been pretty beaten to death but uh what are your thoughts so far i'm i'm really enjoying it um i think it it definitely plays a very different style of post apocalypse than i've ever seen before mhm so i think that's kind of why it's got my my interest peaked yeah. Um I think the uh, the action is really good. I I mean, I've discussed this before. I'm really into martial arts movies. Oh, so yeah. this kind of really scratches that itch, so to speak. Um I like it. I I do like it a lot. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching more as soon as I get the time to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. I am too. That's awesome that we're all watching it. We can we can start taking notes. What are you thinking so far, Kyle? Um, well, the first half of the first episode that I watched, sure. uh, the fight scing was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I, I, you know, winced a couple times at the arm breaking and the finger snapping and all that stuff. But it's so good. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, interested to see where it's going. Sure. What parts? Um, I actually watched another ninja movie, ninja uh, a martial arts movie this week, an Iceman with Donnie Yen. Nice. Um, Iceman or Ip Man? Iceman. Okay. Now, I've seen it. I've seen all three Ip Mans. They're awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Iceman, Ice. It's on Netflix. I just started watching it the other day. I didn't get to finish it yet, but it's one of those over-top martial arts, over-the-top martial arts movies. That's I love good. them. Yeah. All right, Iceman. I'll have to check it out. All right, sorry, Travis. I interrupted your your. Thing. That's quite all right. But uh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? Um, I have. Uh, we started watching the second season of Designated Survivor. I've never seen that. Um, which is a – it's just a political drama with Kiefer Sutherland. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Um, it kind of starts out like the first episode um, of the first season. Like uh, Congress gets exploded. Oh, so it's 24 again. Well, sort of. But he <laughs> actually is the designated survivor, which means he is the person alive that was um, – basically they said if – Oh, he's Congress, like president you know, now. Yeah, he's like the the you know next in line. If everybody was any everybody in succession is to die or to you know quit whatever, he becomes the president. Hmm. So it kind of try it's this whole you know saga of him becoming and and operating as president with like all these kinds of uh, you know issues that pop up during a usual presidency and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I'm, I'm we really enjoy it and uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Hmm. I like the sound of it. Yeah. I initially didn't really, you know, give it too much of a look because it, it just looked like they were trying to continue or like, you know, a similar show or similar beat to 24. No, nope, the- it's, it's really nothing like 24. Good. So, then I'm going to have to yeah. give that a shot because I really do like Kiefer Sutherland. I think he's fantastic. And um, so, yeah, I'll have to have to check that out now. Cool. <clears throat> um, let's see what I also have been watching. Um, nothing. I've been watching nothing else. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as uh, as far as anything besides gaming goes. So, what about gaming? And, uh, <laughs> gaming. I have been playing Final Fantasy VII. Um, Ooh, a lot of that. We're getting you? pretty close. I'm I'm at the Temple of the Agents. Ooh. So I'm. I think I'm pretty close to the end of the first disc. I Which think is, you're right there, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. This is the furthest I've ever gotten in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, I'm excited to keep playing and and uh, you know experience the rest of it. It really does get good. I mean, not that it nice. is. I I know where you know, like I've been in a similar situation with other games where you are. It's like where you've started and played through and stopped so many times, and then you finally mm-hmm. like caught up to get you know where you're gonna actually be at some place new and and I can say from what I remember especially once you hit disc 2 it really starts to open up <clears throat> nice good yeah I'm looking I'm looking forward to that I'm looking more for the you know kind of the sandboxy explore the world point mm-hmm. cuz that's what that's one thing I love about role playing games is when you get to you know that certain point where you're just kind of going everywhere doing whatever you want while you're putting off saving the world mhm um I just enjoy that time and you know just grinding the crap out of my characters and whatever else I can grind up. 
You'll have plenty so. of opportunity to do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. No, I'm, but, um, I'm, are you? So you're enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Um, I still think I like six better, mm-hmm. but but I still I, I I do like this. I am having fun with it. Um, I still think Sephiroth is a pretty stupid character. <laughs> um. I don't think he holds a candle to some other villains that I've seen in RPGs. He ain't no Kefka. Uh, no, he's definitely no Kefka. Um, you know, he does, you know, he's got some insanity going, but not the not the chaotic evilness of No, his Kefka. is more like the whiny insanity. Yeah. Yeah, like I and you know, I'm with you on that. Like the way I really see it is I don't really think you can top Final Fantasy VI. Like, I still think that is one of the best. If not, no, it is the best in the series. Though I would say that fifteen came pretty close. Um, okay. Just in how great that story was. I mean, I, I really. It was the first time I'd gotten pretty invested in a Final Fantasy story since six, where I was like, oh yeah. I mean, seven I was too, but like this is the one I felt that came closest to six. But six is still my top. And Kefka is, like, he's still the best Final Fantasy villain, hands down. I mean, for the exact reason that you said. Like, he was... <clears throat> he was, like, evil personified. Yeah. And evil insanity personified. Like, it's the first time you ever really saw, I would say in a game, a, a true villain that was doing things, like, just because he liked causing chaos and pain. And he was the he's one of the very few villains to actually complete his goal of destroying yeah. the world. Yeah. Yep. I think that was my favorite he... part about six. Spoilers, jeez. Yeah, dude, we're way past the statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way, way past. Way, way past. <laughs> and it happens like halfway through the game, so we're not totally ruining it for you. I know, it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Whatever. We spoiled the Andre movie, remember? He died at the end. Oh, oh rewind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool, man. I'm really yes. glad you're enjoying it, though. Yeah, me too. And uh, I think... I know I, I still have a, lo- a long ways to go, but uh, I believe the game I'm playing after this is going to be uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Nice pick. So I'm really looking forward to that. Though I wish you'd play the original Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I I will play that sometime. I have it. I just I don't know. I I find I'm not as big into the computer style of RPGs as mm-hmm. I am at, like JRPGs or or action RPGs. Gotcha. So it's just you know just a style preference, really. Um, no, understood. Though I did, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun with Neverwinter Nights, but I still never beat a campaign in that either. Okay. No, that's fair though. So. Yeah, it's 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 a style thing. You you know you like yeah. it or you don't. I understand that. But I will I will someday. Just today is not that day. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually was playing a little bit of Borderlands Two with the Good for Gaming crew the other day. Oh, nice! Um, that game is so much fun. Oh, it's, it's a so total blast! Fun. Total blast! Some of the best humor in any game I've ever played. I agree, and it's done. It's done well. Like the game is still fun. It laughs at itself. It makes you laugh, but it's not like 
pie in the face every five seconds. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, no, I, so, I definitely dig that one. Yeah. All right, so you did that's, play some that's games. That's it for me. A little bit, yeah. Not not much, but a little bit. Enough. Okay. That would bring us to you, Mr. Kyle. Hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I really haven't had a whole lot of game time. Um, you know, we had a hot water heater go. Oh. Um, you know, guys got a new car. It's just been really busy around the house and just doing yard work and getting everything cleaned up um, outside from over the winter and trees that we had to cut down and stuff. It's just been really busy. You did get a nice car, so, though. God damn, did you get a nice car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun, Dad. You guys got to – we should take a spin in it sometime. It's pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, if I ever get out to the office again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I think I might be going out Tuesday or Wednesday for sure. Oh, well, I'm working from home Wednesday, so if you want to grab lunch or swing by and try VR. I would. I would. I'd be here. If I'm in the office Wednesday, I will swing by. Yeah, if I can sneak out before the freaking sales staff calls me on my lunch. <laughs> they wait, I swear to God, like when they're all having problems. And it's like, oh, it's lunchtime. We know we can get them. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst when they schedule meetings right at lunch. Or like, you know what I mean? I hate that. It's, it's really starting to get annoying. Like, yeah. I, I try to be, you know, cool about it and stuff, but it's just like... You know, guys, I got to get a lunch too. I got to be able to like sure. walk away. <laughs> yeah, you need that. Yeah. So. so, so I didn't really play anything that much to really worth talking about. I mean, I played Nino Kuni two for maybe twenty minutes. Uh, that's about all I really got in. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I watched that Iceman movie. Um, started into the Badlands. Pretty cool show. Uh, what was the other show? I I started watching um. Uh, Lost in Space, the reboot. Yeah, how you liking that? So far, so good, but I'm only, I'm only one episode in, so I can't okay. really make the call yet. But I, it was an interesting first episode. Okay. So, um, let's see, what else? I, I didn't really talk. My brother uh, and I, he actually stopped by today with his kids, and we were talking for a while, and um, he was he was venting about Ghost and Goblins, because he's been really on a kick playing that game. Actually, uh, we'll um, we'll feature a voicemail from him later discussing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so it just got me thinking, like, you know, because I was like, oh, well, Ninja Gaiden's a hard game, too. And he's like, well, why don't you play that? And I was, I, I'm pretty decent at it. So, you know, I'm zipping through it. And he goes, yeah, no. Nin- he, 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 we got into thing like, you know, Ghosts and Goblins is harder. Because at least Ninja Gaiden, you have a life bar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to get your guys' dead. thoughts on. Yeah, so I want to get your guys' thoughts on what do you think would be the hardest Nintendo game you've ever played. Hmm. I've really got to think about that for a mm-hmm. second. Ninja Gaiden is up there, but I have beaten it before, so it can't be that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Ninja Gaiden 3. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, be- I beat the second one as well, but the third, if I remember correctly, I don't even think I made it past like the second or third act. I remember mm-hmm. that game being like brutal brutal difficult to where even getting to the end of the first level was really hard but I think that would be mine Ninja Gaiden 3 I'm actually going to go with Battletoads that is a very hard game um, mainly because the, the, the stupid jet bike level yeah. yes I could never ever beat that as a kid ever ever well not only could I well, and here's the thing I could but in a way that I didn't want to, 
for some reason, somehow, every time I got on that level, I always hit that warp that yeah. warps you from there to like two boards ahead of time, and then I just got my ass whooped. Where I was <laughs> like, I wanted to get to the next board because it looked like there were like snowball fights with these things and all that crap. And uh, I just never, never could get there. I mean, that was like, I, I hated that stage. God, I hated that stage. <laughs> That's funny. I, I think I would actually have to agree with. So, like, a Battle Toads is hard as hell, but I can get farther in Battle Toads with less difficulty than Ghosts and Goblins. Like, as as of right now, as I mean, I, maybe I'll think of something else later. But like, maybe it's just because we had this discussion too. But yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. It takes me a lot of effort just to get a good chunk into that game. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a tough one. I mean, I'll happily put on record I never got a congratulation uh from that one. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't think I ever beat it the second time through. I didn't even beat it the first time through. <laughs> I think I, I beat it the first time through. But then like you get so frustrated cuz you know, it's that's a hard game, you're just like, "Oh, forget it." Yeah. Yep. So props to those who stick with it, but yeah, all, all those are hard games. Yep. Oh, Battletoads is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Silver Surfer I hear is really tough, but I never played that one. Silver um, Surfer is tough, but Silver Surfer also sucks. I was going to say, that game is awful. Actually, uh, Rolf, uh, you know, AV, uh, AVG, Angry Video Gamer, um, yeah. he, he did a, th- a thing on the Silver Surfer, and it, it really did he highlight did. how god-awful that game was. <laughs> yeah, he they did a they did a show too where one of his buddies beat the game. Oh yeah, oh, that's nice. right. Silver that is Silver. right. Yeah, but yeah, he was. <laughs> it looked tough. Ugh. Not just tough, but like it was one of those games. Like we talked about this before, where like the controls are bad, and that yeah. makes it even. Then, you know, there's that and other things that just make it artificially more difficult rather than a good challenge. Yeah, and I don't think Battletoads or Ninja Gaiden have that either. I think they're both they both control pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, they they're not perfect by any means, but they still you know, but they, and they have their frustrations, but they're still they still for the most part control well, and they're they're pretty well built games. It's yes. not like something that breaks it to make it hard. Yeah, no, yeah, I would I would so. agree. And again, you know, if I can beat Ninja Gaiden, I mean, I joke and say it's not that hard. I was also much better at video games when I was younger, but uh, <laughs> but it was fair. I remember, you know, it just. I'd get to some part and be like, oh, damn it, I should have jumped there. You know, I got to remember. I got to remember next time I got to jump there. You know, and, and that's just how that game went. That mm-hmm. and it had the best cutscenes ever. I remember loving those cutscenes when I was little. What the? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like one of the main reasons like I just kept wanting to play that game as hard as it got. Because it was like, I want to see, you know, I want to see another one of the movies, another one of the cutscenes. This is so cool. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good one, man. That's, that's a good little thought to ponder. I, I might still walk away and think about this one a little more, but I would say Ninja Gaiden 3 was the first to come to mind. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. All right. All right. I guess we'll move on to me. Um, so, for what I've been watching, I've been watching some Into the Badlands. Uh, I've been meaning to watch The Terror, and I just haven't got there yet, but I really want to see that show, because it just looks Lovecraftian and awesome, and it takes place on a ship, so you know it's going to be good. Um, but I've been <laughs> watching 
um, Amber and I have been watching um, Westworld. We're about, I think we're mm. almost done with season one, actually. Um, anybody watching that? I've seen season one. I have not seen any of season two yet. Okay, so we're just about done with season one. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. Like, I'm still, there's a few things I'm not like, not, I don't want to say confused, but maybe confused downwards. Like, I might have missed something, or maybe it's something that's going to be revealed yet, but, um, I love the story so far, and I love the, the progression that certain characters are, are taking, and how the tables are slowly turning. Uh, it's, it's, it's just yet another awesomely done HBO show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, if anybody likes, if you like sci-fi, you definitely have to give that one a shot. It's it's really really good. And season two just cool. uh, started, so if I'm not mistaken, or is it season three that just started? Season two. Season two. Okay. Yep. Um, gaming. I've been playing uh, Total War, uh, Thrones of Britannia. I'm a sucker for the Total War games. Um, and it's just awesome. It's They've kind of condensed down a lot of the stuff where I think it was the game was starting to get a little bloated in the historical games and like took some of the mechanics out that initially I was kind of like, eh. And if you ever played a Total War game before, they like took out you know agents like assassins and spies and stuff like that. And uh, I thought I wasn't going to like that, but I have to say I think... With the way they've restructured it, you know, there's a lot of more, you know, a lot more random events now, and a lot more um, intrigue that kind of happens just as a direct result of things that you're doing. That I think it makes it a better game, makes it a much better game. So, I mean, I would definitely give it like a seven and a half, eight out of ten if I had to like rate it. It's it's very very good, and I just have a feeling it's not going to get too much attention. Because I think everybody's all about the Total War Warhammer games right now, and they kind of mm. slip this one in as like a, a thro- Total War saga they're calling it, and it's kind of like the first in a like a micro focus in history. Um, they kind of did it with Napoleon Total War back when the Empire game came out, and they're doing it with this where it's kind of centered in. Uh, Anglo-Saxon Britannia, you know, in 800 AD, the Viking invasions, like the intro, they start out with the whole, you know, death of Ragnar Lodbrok and the Viking revenge, you know, the invasion coming and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's very fun. I'm liking it a lot. Um, so that one's that. And I also got into, I jumped back into with, uh, well, mainly at Luke's recommendation, but I started playing Elder Scrolls Online again, and um, I'd gotten that like last year, I think. And I don't know, last year I couldn't really get into it, uh, but now with just I don't know if they just added more stuff or if it just kind of ironed out a few more things. But I'm actually really digging the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, the Dark Brotherhood missions are just a total, total blast. You know, there's like repeatable assassination missions and you can get money and you get bonuses like if you do it without getting caught. Like just neat little things that I, I'm liking. You know, I can pick it up and play it for an hour and and progress pretty good. So and then uh, 
the only other thing I guess on the gaming front, um, I actually going to be probably like once a week from the sound of it, I think is what, what him and I are going to swing. But, uh, me and Jeremy from, uh, the bad fodder figures, uh, started playing, uh, divinity original sin, the first one. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we both had kind of, we were talking about it. It was like, yeah, I, st- I keep starting to play this game and I just put it down. So he's like, yeah, let's try and we'll just tear through it. And, uh, so we started playing it. I want to say like Wednesday or Thursday. We played for like two hours and had a total blast. He streamed it. And um, <laughs> just like random hilarity because I hadn't played the game in a while. And like I started going my usual RPG like Diablo self. We get into the city and I just started grabbing everything that I could. And I didn't notice that I went to grab this pile of nails that was marked, you know, red. As in I was going to attempt to steal it. Well, oh my god, these nails must have been made of gold, because as soon as I picked them up, like, every guard that was surrounding the area started coming towards us, <laughs> and, like, combat thing, you know, combat mode kicks in, two merchants come at us, so Jeremy and I are like, like, can we just say we're sorry? <laughs> and so we started attacking them, fending these people off, and all of a sudden, these two bulls that were just standing in the middle of the street, like, docile... You know, before I picked up these nails, they start charging in. Jeez. So I'm like, what the hell? The bulls are attacking us now. <laughs> um, we did manage to win, but it was just one of those like, you know, unexpected, unplanned things, and we were just laughing through the whole thing. It was just like, oh my god, we got more coming off the dock. <laughs> 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 but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so I'll probably be uh, doing that like once a week. So keep an eye on, uh, you know, bad fodder figures or uh, feed. Or if not just theirs, check out. uh, I think it's uh, Hoodie Ninja is uh, Jeremy. Yeah. And uh, check out his Twitch. And uh, we'll we'll be playing hopefully on a once a week basis. And I'll push it out through the save point and through our Twitter stuff. So you guys want to. Anybody wants to watch and follow along as we make our way through Divinity Original Sin, you know, jump on board. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, we definitely have a nice little verbal play off each other, so it was cool. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, nice. that was that was my week in uh, game playing and movie watching. Um, I mean, not a huge, still a lot, but not a huge week. And or even two weeks really, but um, yeah. So unless you guys have uh, other things you want to uh, go over, I think we can get into some of the releases coming up that I'm pretty excited for. Um, <clears throat> and if you guys have anything to add to this list, please feel free. Feel free. But Travis, did you say you've played Death Road to Canada? I did I- not. Okay. Nope, not I. It is a PC game. I mentioned it on an earlier episode. Um, very fun, like zombie survival mixed with like Oregon Trail and River City Ransom kind of like arcade button mashing, finding weapons, you know, fighting hordes, trying to get parts and survival stuff, you name it. Anyway, it was a very fun game on PC. It started early access, released, I think, midway through last year. 
and uh, it's coming out this week on Xbox One, Switch, and PS4. It's coming out on Tuesday. Uh, so if that sounded at all interesting to you guys, definitely check it out. Kyle, I think yeah. you would love it. Yeah, it looks funny. I'm looking at a screenshot of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile running over zombies. <laughs> yeah, dude. There, oh, that's the other thing, too. There's so, really I'm good sold. humor. Really good humor. And uh, I think it has that charm that you like. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out Tuesday. I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's kind of... How would you describe the graphics there, Kyle? I mean, it's definitely retro. It kind of like Super yeah, Nintendo. 16-bit-ish. Yeah. yeah. Super Nintendo-ish. So give that mm-hmm. a look. Um, obviously, people have heard me talk about this one before, but this Tuesday, finally, yes, Pillars of Eternity 2 comes out on PC. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I pre-ordered that one back in, like, March. So it'll be fun to uh, pick that one up. i got to finish the first one, though, so I'm kind of holding off. I gotta beat that one first, and then I'll jump into that. But yes, yeah, so that's coming out. I'm real excited about that. And from what I understand, like a lot of your decisions from Pillars One, like they'll load your save, and all the major decisions you've made will carry over. So I, I always love that. I love to see that, like you're affecting the world around you. So that's Tuesday. And then <clears throat> last bit, I wouldn't call this an upcoming release, um, but. You know, it is coming out this year, but they did release the Red Dead Redemption 2, like, official trailer uh, last week on Wednesday. Um, first off, did either of you guys get to see it yet? I have not. Uh, I didn't, but I honestly don't care to. Oh. Right now? I, I I don't know. I've I've not been interested in the Red Dead series yet, so... Oh, that's uh, right. One of these days I will play it, but I'm not going to go nuts over it. Oh, <laughs> well, not yet, at least. Kyle, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty. I mean, I, it's a game I'll pick up and play at some point. I like the first one. Um, the trailer looks awesome. It looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited for it. It looks like obviously it's more of a prequel, and um, it's kind of how the whole Bill Williamson gang uh, started. And I think it's going to be really, really cool. The graphics look so good. Um, I kind of wish that it was going back a little bit further in time. I mean, I loved Red Dead, but it, you know, it takes place kind of at the the sunset of the Wild West. Like, you know, trains are civilizing, you know, what was once uncivilized land, and this goes back a little bit in time. But I'm still waiting for that game. That's like you know, in the heart of the fictitious Wild West, you know, when it took place, when you had, you know, uh, Wild Bill Hickok and, you know, all those outlaws running around. But uh, I guess that brings me up to a question I wanted to ask you guys. But why do you think, I mean, for as good as Red Dead Redemption did, why don't you think there's more Wild West games or Wild West-themed games? I think it's a very tough genre to pull off, honestly. Really? Um, because it's it's very it, it's there's one kind of game that I think you can pull off, and that's like pretty much action. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I don't think anything else really works in that setting. I would agree. Um, it, it, I mean, the only the only exception I could really throw out there would probably be like Wild Arms. 
Right, that's another great one. But it still had a lot of technology involved in it. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, you know, a mix of genres. Sure. But I don't know. It's But I'd even take that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel... It it doesn't seem like it's it's just an easy genre to pull off well. I feel like... I feel like in, like, the current day, though, I mean, one of the biggest things that people seem to be into are open-world games, right, where you can kind of go and do your own thing, and there's a lot of exploration and a lot of things to do, and I think that genre is perfect for that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And I think Red Dead Redemption proved it. I mean, that game sold huge. And it just it surprised me because, you know, normally when you have a game that's as big a hit as that is... You know, the copycats come streaming in. And it just didn't really happen with that one. And I was always, I was kind of confused as to why. But, I mean, I think you brought up some really good points in that it is a hard one to pull off. But I feel like at least we have, you know, Red Dead serving as a pretty good example. But, I mean, that game came out 2010, 2009. I don't, it's been a long time. I just figured you'd uh, you'd see something by now, kind of following in its footsteps before Red Dead Two came along, and uh, it just doesn't mm. seem to be the case. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because anything that would come out that's Wild West at this point mm. would would probably just literally be called a Red Dead ripoff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think because uh, I mean you can do you can do post apocalypse in so many different ways. You can do urban fantasy in a lot of different ways you can do um you know a lot of different things with different genres but i don't think i i just think that you know if somebody was to make a wild west action game like oh they're just ripping off red dead let's not buy that maybe i feel like someone's got to strike gold there though for the same reason that you said like people have thought of great ideas for urban fantasy games and 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 stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't even mind a mashup like you know, like you were saying, Wild Arms. I'd love to see more stuff like that. You know, I just I always love the setting. You know, if if nothing else, I always love the setting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I always thought there'd be more, but at least we're getting Red Dead too. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, with that, let's move on to some news. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. So on the last episode, we talked about uh, Billy Mitchell's scores getting erased, uh, the whole controversy you know, surrounding um, his removal from Twin Galaxies over the... Uh, um, I guess accusation, whatever you want to call it, that he was using MAME to uh, record his scores. And I've kind of been following uh, ever since we recorded. You know, I, I've always followed him on Twitter because he's an interesting character. And he's the way he's acting right now, uh, uh, he doesn't act like somebody that was uh, guilty. Like, you know what I mean? He's not like flailing his arms and damning the man like he just kind of very calmly collectively said you know I have proof that this is incorrect and he's going to you know bring this proof to light 
very soon. And um, I don't know. Like, part of me is kind of... Uh, I'm on the fence. I don't really know what to think at the moment. Is the... Is the proof on a fuzzy VHS tape, <laughs> dude? If it if it is, he's <laughs> he's so done. I, I I don't think you're listening to this, Billy. But my God, if that is your proof, I'm, you're gonna no, just don't do that. I don't yeah, know what I, it is. I I don't know. If anything, I could see if he was saying, well, even if I used Mame, you have a Mame high score. Why don't you just put me on that? Well, you know, instead of trying to, find, I mean, I get why he's doing this because he can't let it go, and it's you know how he made a name for himself. But I yeah, know, some I of it know. looks like pretty damning evidence. No, I mean the stuff that I did see. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any questioning to it. I I think it it's true, but I'm interested to hear what he has or has to say. You know what what this vindicating proof is. I mean, that just seems interesting. I've. You see certain guilty people do things every day in the news, and he just doesn't come off that way. So I'm just waiting to see what he comes up with. But it's interesting. The saga, the, the Billy Mitchell saga continues. I know. Uh, but, but if he has his proof, why not? Why, why, what is he waiting for? I don't know. Like, is it a time <laughs> thing? Is, is he still making it in Photoshop? Like, I, I don't understand what, what he's waiting to do here. It could very well be that. I don't know. Or why didn't he respond right away? Like, no, 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 here, I have proof that it's this, and he could, whatever it is, he could show it, and people would be like, oh, okay, and then he wouldn't be in this mess. I, I'm not really sure why he's waiting so long. Yeah, no, it's it's a valid point. Uh, I don't know if he's, like, getting a legal team together or what, <laughs> but, yeah, who knows? Could you imagine a legal team fighting over the high score of Donkey Kong? In this age, nothing surprises me. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It really would not surprise me. <laughs> uh, uh, just leave Weeby alone, Jesus. Yeah, seriously, let Steve get his limelight for now. God damn. Don't take it away from him again. <laughs> uh, so that's that. I don't want to uh, dwell on that too much. Needless to say, I'll be keeping an eye out for this proof. And uh, we'll we'll break through with an actual... Uh, you know, news jingle next time with the high-pitched bells and the violins. Yeah, see what I'm saying? When we have that breaking news, we'll get it to you. All right, I think the next item is yours, Kyle. Yeah, so um, I went to GameStop this week by work just to browse to see what they got. And the guy the guy that works here, he's a really nice guy. Him and I usually shoot the shit for a while. and He's a very cool dude. Yeah, um, he was telling me how Nintendo is getting sued, and uh, told me I should look into it. So I checked this out. Um, a video game company, Game Vice, which makes controllers that attach to tablets and smartphones, is demanding that Nintendo stop making and selling the Switch and wants to be awarded damages. Quote, Nintendo's infringement has caused and is continuing, cause, continuing to cause damage and irreparable injury to Game Vice. No, it's not. I think that's the most ridiculous thing, and they're just trying to piggyback off Switch success. Dude, because did you guys look at the the link I sent? I'm uh yes. I'm pulling it up now. So so here's my thing. It okay, maybe it looks a little similar, 
But it's not like Nintendo ripped this off and they're making it for other smart de- like smart devices. Right, it's just for their it's for console. a dedicated Switch. It's ridiculous. And and honestly, if you're making controllers like this, how would you? How else would you make it? I mean, yeah. they all look somewhat similar. So yeah, I think the my- the fact that they used ABXY, I think uh, Microsoft should sue them. Uh, right? Oh my God, they have thumbsticks. Well, Dreamcast and Sega start suing. Yep. You know, this is so stupid. I I really am starting to hate this patent troll day and age. I the, really am. Well, this 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 isn't technically a patent troll because they actually have an actual. Oh yeah, they have a product. Product. Yep. But it's it's definitely it's definitely trolly in the way that they seem to be going about it because this is nothing like the Switch at all. No, they're just desperate for Nintendo money. Like, yeah, I could on. see if Nintendo was making controllers that attach to a tablet. Then I could see being like, "Yo, we did this first, and this looks identical." But right. I mean, it's it's nothing like that at all. It's 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 a dedicated system that they attach to. Plus, you can remove them and use them as controllers. Yeah, you, you can't do that, do that with a game have... vice, can you? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't read up on the game vice enough to know that for sure. But even still, it's 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 for Apple devices and and, and Android. It's, it's so stupid. I it, I just thought it was a big money grab. That's what it looks like. And attention. I mean, I I looked at it briefly. It's it's nowhere close. I mean, if they really want to get down to brass tacks, uh, Nintendo has their analog stick on the opposite ends. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's just stupid. I hate this stuff so much. It's like, you know, you ever see the social network? Yeah. It's that if you would have thought of it first, you would have you would have done it. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, not always the case, obviously, but when you see stuff like this, it's just like, okay, you might have had a similar idea, but you obviously suck at marketing because I've heard of Game Vice, but I never heard of this product. So, whatever. Just another, you know, another company out there trying to make a quick buck at the sake of, you know, other gaming companies doing all the hard work. Yeah. Screw them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree. This next item, this came uh, from a conversation Travis and I were having uh, earlier in the week, and it was just a weird coincidence that you had brought this up uh, because I I was just watching videos at the same time because, um, well, I, I, I started looking into it after you had mentioned it. And it was it was kind of like a holy crap, you know, moment for me. But um, so there's there's this guy on YouTube called Metal Jesus Rocks, and there's a theory <laughs> that I'm tending to agree with after doing some investigation that this guy is causing huge price inflation in the game collectibles market because uh, he'll do these YouTube videos like picking out games like at random and kind of talking them up as what what was the hidden gems yeah and holy crap like games that when you looked like last year were going for maybe 20 30 bucks people want like 140 for now because this guy you know was calling him a hidden gem um I guess, like, I don't know too much about it, but does it seem like he's doing that for his own benefit, Travis? I don't think so. Um, I think, I, like, I don't think he's he's abusing his position to 
to get stuff marked up so he can make bank on it because okay. he's already making ridiculous amounts of money. I was saying, he itself. seems to be doing all yeah. right on YouTube. It's pretty well known, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, I, I from from everything that I've I've read, seen, watched, heard, it just seems like he's making these pretty damn uninformed videos about the you know about game collecting where he doesn't go into the games very much he just says you know this game's cool it's got a lot of action and that's kind of just reiterates those in different words um and because he's got this he's got this particular position on youtube a lot of people are watching him and then you know they see this hidden gem stuff and they're like oh i need to get that game and then of course that makes the people who have that game that are selling it want to sell it for ridiculous amounts of money and people are buying it um so as an example, there's uh, one game in particular that was on his uh, on a recent PS2 hidden gems video uh, called Samurai Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, going back to that Western thing. There you go. Yeah, um, no, I remember that one. Where um, the beginning of April, this game was selling for anywhere between I'd say twenty five and forty dollars complete. Mm-hmm. And there are two recent. Uh, sales of the game uh, complete versions. Uh, one sold for 180 and one sold for 150. Holy shit! And that does not happen. That is not. That is not common. That is not how the market's really supposed to work in anything. But yeah, you know, supply and demand. Honestly, it's everybody now. People are demanding it, and right. the people that have it get to dictate the price. But it sucks for the people that are, you know, trying to collect the games as a hobby because that. That that puts me out. I can't I can't drop two hundred bucks on every game that this that, yeah, no way. that somebody on the internet says this is a hidden gem. I can't afford to drop two hundred bucks on that. Which I, you know when it comes down to it, it sucks for me. Yeah, um, it, it it's it's not you know it's kind and of not an just old you. Kind of thing, I know there's a lot of collectors that you know aren't going to spend that much money on just a game. It has to be you know an especially rare game for an especially you know, big reason. I think the average collector is not looking to do that. I guess my follow-up is, do you, do you see, do you see this becoming a trend? Do you see this being the way that the collection, uh, section collection, uh, facet, you know, of (laughs) whatever, you know, the gaming collection is going to go. Do you see this becoming a trend? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm hoping that it's just a bubble type mm-hmm. trend where, yeah, this guy's going to say that this is a hidden gem and everybody should go out and get it while they still can. And then, you know, hopefully a few months down the road, it'll flatline and come back down to, you know, the the price that it should be at. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, <clears throat> for the time being, that it's just people cashing in on, you know, what people are doing direly looking for because of you know because of the situation sure and then it goes back to normal eventually um i don't foresee it being too big of a trend um but it is definitely going to affect um you know the people that are that are trying to you know collect for for collecting sake right and uh you know not just buying something for crazy amounts because some guy said that it was great I just I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't become a massive trend like that. But I know he's done it for and other people have done it too. It's not just him. No, it's not just him. But, There's obviously um, other people, but he seems but, to have know, a, a a a long reach. I was I was really yeah. shocked. 
Yeah. He, he overuses hidden gem too, I think. Like it yeah. seems like every time he does a show, it's hidden gem, hidden gem, hidden gem. And and I don't mind his. I don't think his his videos are that terrible. But you know, like, does everything got to be hidden gem? Right. <laughs> you know. And, How about just know. a nice looking rock? I know the same thing happened with um, Guardian Legend. Uh, Mike Matei was playing it from uh, uh, Cinemassacre. Mm-hmm. And he even commented on it. He was talking to Pat Contry about it. He even commented on, like, yeah, I just was talking about this game. I wasn't trying to cause any kind of inflation. And it jumped up, you know, 30 bucks more than it usually is just because he talked about it in one segment or one part. And uh, he did say it died back down to, like, I think it was 15 bucks mm-hmm. total. So it died down to a reasonable amount. But, yeah, you know, I, th- so. I think what happens is people watch these YouTube videos and they, like, Travis was saying they were like I got this game they rush out and get it and then the, the price just skyrockets. Yeah, like, yeah. calm down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Don't ruin it for everybody. Seriously, well, a lot of these people, I wonder if they're just want to put it in their shelf or mm-hmm. if they're actually going to play the game. I mean, yeah, I think that's no, I, always the question. Right, and and yeah, you know, I I admit I have roughly three hundred PS2 games. And a lot of them I haven't played, but I plan on playing them all at some point. Oh, right. you will. I, 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 I know sure. you. You'll work your way through them. Everybody has a backlog, but I know there's guys who just want to have the numbers. Right. So. Yeah, I want. I want them because I want to play them because I'm. I, mean, I love the PlayStation Two, and I love the games that were for, and I love the controller, and you know, I just want to, just want to kind of. You know, get to a point where I have money now. I didn't have money when the PlayStation Two was out, so I kind of just want to get back into that. Yep. You know, I feel like I can, so why not? All right. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm sour about it because yeah, you know, my my one mini goal was all the Atlas games for PS2. Yeah. And Samurai Western is one of those games that I did not have yet, and it went from thirty bucks to one hundred eighty. Jesus and Christ. I'm not paying 180 bucks for that. Sorry. Give it a couple of months. I think it'll die down. Yeah, I'm hoping so. <clears throat> Do you guys ever watch Game Sack, by the way? I've never. No, heard of that. I keep meaning to, but oh, those guys rip on him. They they I, they're friends with Metal Jesus Rocks, but they rip on him a lot. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. The name yeah, sounds great. The one guy will put a wig on, and like when they're talking about a game, he'll be like, "Hidden gem." I'm like, no, I'll <laughs> this hair. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I'm actually part of a. Um, a game collecting community and I I honestly can't think of a single person who likes him from the collect from the collector's side. Sure. You know, from the from the those who collect to collect, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like him, but those who collect to, you know, to actually play the games and really make a hobby out of the collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean he could be he could be a great guy. I just don't like the way he goes about hidden gemming things. <laughs> well, I can tell you what I was disappointed with. <laughs> I I literally found him last week by going through YouTube because you know me with documentaries. I it's like one of my weird obsessions. I love watching documentaries, and obviously YouTube has a bunch of hidden gems um, that you know you don't really see on TV. And I was looking for something. I was really looking for anything about. Uh, the old software company Sierra or Sierra online. I think they still exist in some shadow form of themselves, but you know, they used to be <clears throat> like one of the biggest game development companies 
ever. Uh, I'd say in the early '90s, especially with you know the King's Quest games and Police Quest and Space Quest. I mean, they were just you'd see their logo on a box and just buy it on principle. So mm-hmm. I was really curious, you know, if anyone on YouTube was somebody that used to work there, you know, maybe on the development team, and I'd love to hear stories of stuff like that. So I started looking, and I saw this video that said, we worked at Sierra. And, you know, big capital letters, and I open it up, and it's this Metal Jesus Rocks guy and, and somebody else. I mean, they, nice guys and all, but it's like I'm waiting for this story to start, and, like, he's he's going on about, like, basically he started in accounting there, and then ended up on the like support staff for like when people were calling it problems, and like I kept waiting for the story to go beyond that. Like, and not that the story wasn't interesting, but it was just one of those like uh, not what I was looking for. <laughs> and that's when I like clicked off it. He had this video that was ridiculously expensive uh, PS2 games. And where he specifically highlighted these games that were just super high priced. And that's where I was like, I wonder if he did a video for one of those like before that video and then it drove up the price. And he's like, look at this now. Um, but no, I don't know. It, like you said, it, it his review format doesn't really uh, do it for me. I always like to hear, you know, more about a game other than, yeah, it's an action game and there's a lot of action in it. And you should check it out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I even have a tendency to do that sometimes. So it's just like I, I want to hear, you know, what really makes a game tick. But anyway, it's just weird that we were both kind of floating in that same YouTube hole <laughs> at the same time. And I was just like, well, I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Um. Can I can I stop you there real quick? Oh yeah, please. Um, I gotta I gotta drop off. I'm not feeling well right now at all. Okay. Um, I I gotta I gotta I gotta skadoodle because I'm probably about to get sick. So. Oh shit. Oof. Yeah. You better do. All right. Yeah. Later, bum. Thanks, thanks, Liam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how's he, how how is he feeling? By the way, is he all right he, now? He, he took a pe- he took a kid's Pepto and, and zonked out. So I don't oh, know. Good. Ho- Fingers crossed. We won't. Well, yeah. Same to you, buddy. Yeah. So. Feel better, man. All right. Thanks, man. I'll I'll catch you guys later. All right. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Okay. All right. Oh. Travis transported to his home planet. Yeah. They. He's been <laughs> taken up. <laughs> <laughs> Clench it, buddy. Clench it. <laughs> the probe is coming. Clench it. Incoming probe. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um, well, then I guess we should just soldier on here and uh, get to the question that you came up with. Sure. You cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so the question I came up with, and this is my fault to the save pointers. I forgot to put this in the group. And uh, so we, we have one answer. So, it won't be too much of a section besides what Kyle and I have to say. Uh, but we'll start here. What was the first RTS, as in real-time strategy, game that you ever played? Um, share your experience of it, you know, if you enjoyed it or if you didn't. And I was just curious to hear, like, what was that game that you first played that was considered an RTS? So, we'll start with you. So, it was me. Um... 
Dude, I'm having a huge brain fart on uh, what's that one for Genesis that came out? Um, Dune two. Uh, Shining, Shining Force. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, that was my first one that I've ever played, and I'm going to say, and I hope I don't get hung for this, but I didn't like it, but that's because I really don't like real-time strategy games. No, um, that's fair. I can't. That was the first one I played, and I really tried to get into it because the fight scenes were awesome, and the animation was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and I liked the music, and I liked the, the scenery and the artwork. I liked all of that. I just don't like the way real-time strategies play. If that would have been an action or a regular RPG, I probably would have loved it. But for some reason, I just cannot get into those types of games. Did you try, uh, like, did you ever play any of the Warcrafts or the Starcrafts? Um, Starcraft, yeah. Is that the type you mean? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant more like a real-time... No, those are more oh. Those are more turn-based strats. Real-time strat is like yeah. Warcraft, Starcraft, stuff like that. Oh, all right, then I get my... Uh... Then I get my genres confused. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always considered Shining Force to be like a real time. Uh, all right, if it's a, if one of those, and I would say it was uh, StarCraft Two. Really? Was the first one I played. Uh, that and Halo. What was the Halo one? Halo Wars. Halo Wars. Played that one too. It's another genre I really don't dive into that deep. So, but yeah, they're okay. It's just not something I really put a ton of time into. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, for me, uh, the first one I ever played, <clears throat> first one I ever played was on the Genesis. It was uh, Dune Two: The Building of a Dynasty. Uh, that game is frequently cited as like the grandfather of Warcraft and Starcraft and games like that. It had a very basic version of that formula, but it had, you know it had three different factions. Um, the campaign and story for each was was pretty different so you basically had you know three games in one if you want to talk story um but for as old of a game as that is it's it still holds up i mean the obviously the ai is going to be you know very exploitable in comparison to you know present day games Uh, but that was my first one and that like that really got me into the genre to where you know, I started looking for more games like that, and then uh, the first Warcraft hit, and that was it. I remember when that game came out, and I, my first computer that I had, well, that wasn't my first computer, but the computer I had at the time couldn't even run it. Yeah, it, it could, but it ran so slow that it, like, I mean, my guys were chopping trees pretty much in real time, <laughs> so it was taking forever. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, that was my first, and I think, uh, yeah, the only response we got from uh, the group was Luke, and he said the same thing, Warcraft Orcs vs. Humans was amazing, but the AI was, we'll just say, stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was, it was very exploitable, but it was the first, you know, first real upgrade of the Doom 2 formula and then uh warcraft 2 came out and then starcraft and starcraft pretty much changed history in the rts genre i mean it's still used today for competitive gaming if that says anything and that game came out when i was in high school did you ever play starcraft 64 no but i heard it was good yeah i never i never got around to playing that oh you need the expansion pack i just looked it up but yeah i want to check out maybe i'll pick that up at some point that's pretty cool. I, I heard it was a, a good, a good enough port. 
Um, if I remember right, anyway. <clears throat> it's a good game. Uh, it's Again, it's still being played today. It's still a challenging game today. And uh, it's obviously, if you're playing with other people, it's, it's a very good time. Uh, but yeah, I was always interested to hear where people started out with that one. Uh, you mm. know, with that one genre, so that's cool. So StarCraft II yeah. is really your first, huh? Yeah, it was. My my um, brother-in-law came up, and he had a copy of it, but it wouldn't play on his computer, so he gave me his password to download it. Oh, sweet. So I just started playing it. I played it for a little while. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was it, though. I don't know why I thought real-time strategy was stuff like Shining Force. I get that. I guess no, Shining there. Force, I forget what is. Turn-based strategy, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That makes more that makes more sense. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. Well, this is gonna bring us to with the question answered, our save point game of the month. Um I'm really disappointed in you save pointers. I'm just gonna say this. I mean All geez. we needed was a high score. Yeah. <laughs> One high score and you got you know, free games. Could have turned it on, got this 20, and you would have won free games. Probably all three. Yeah, considering I couldn't even get past the first board, our stuff wouldn't have counted anyway. But Jesus, people. They're good games. (laughs) One of which is Laser League, which comes out of Early Access this week. And uh, it's supposed to be really good. Hmm. So. Bummer. Well, we'll figure out a way to give those away to people that want them. It's okay. We see how it is. <laughs> well, we since, give them away as uh, people donate to uh, uh, Extra Life. I think that's a good idea. We'll do that for Extra yeah, Life giveaways. I got a, a small pile of building. I did a little giveaway on uh, Twitter when the Humble Bundle, uh, the Humble Monthly opened up. Um, hmm. One of the games I got was Destiny 2 for PC. and I can't run it. and uh, So I just did that as a giveaway through... You know, our retro uh, retro rents Twitter. And it got us a few new followers, which was cool. Nice. <clears throat> so, yeah, enjoy that. Uh, Yugiak, I think was his name. Uh, but yeah, enjoy your copy of Destiny Two. <laughs> um. All right. So as we said, uh, we started with the last episode. We now have a voicemail line for the retro rents where you can call in and rant or rave about your favorite games or answer our question of the bye week or just in general uh, shoot the crap with us. And um, we got a couple of voicemails this week. Hang on. Hang on. Before you play this, for um, for the game, for the next game that we're going to choose. Oh, yeah. We're going to choose a game. Uh, what's that game that you really like for Genesis? It was like it was the one we talked about the other day. It like blew you away when you first played it. Uh, flashback. Flashback. Let's do that. Yes, I am all about playing some flashback again. Because you've been talking about that game for a little bit now, so let's. Oh, that's exciting! I'm excited to play that again. Yeah, cool. it's I, will... I think it's Flashback: The Quest of Identity or something like that. Yep, I am going to. I will uh, put that up on our Facebook page. I think you're going to love this game. You said you never played it, right? I never have. Oh, this game is so much fun, and uh, again, like having really awesome cinematics, and it was a really, really good action game. Um, I I think it pushed the Sega to its limits. So, oh hell yeah, I'm stoked cool. to play this again. 
<clears throat> it's on. Uh, I think it's on Super Nintendo as well. I think it's on Super it Nintendo is. and Genesis. Both yep. were phenomenal ports. Yep. Yeah, I have no preference on which one we play. Either one. I'll probably just play it on Genesis. So. If you have an Amiga 500, that was the first it was uh, released on. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so our game of the month will be Flashback, The Quest for Identity. A fantastic game. And Okay, so with that, we will move on to the voicemails. Um, like I said, we have three this week. Uh, if you'd like to call, rant and rave about your favorite game, or you know, answer our question of the bye week, or just chat with us, uh, you can reach the voicemail line at 610-810-1654. So let's, uh, let's queue up that first one from one of my buddies over at the calling crew of the Bad Fodder Figures. Alright, give this a second to queue up here. <laughs> you know, gotta take care of my brothers in the college crew. So I'll take care of you. I guess I don't call until I listen to your show, but I'm kind of on a calling streak. Not yet on the podcast I call, so I'm calling you too. I haven't heard the latest show yet. I don't even think it's out yet, but let's just say I'm sure it was a good one listening to catching up on your older shows. It seems like you just put on a quality act, so I'm sure this one was also a very good show. Anyway, gentlemen, I'm calling in this week. Talk a little bit of a game that not too many people have ever heard of, Earthbound. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. What game? Earthbound. Well, nice. I mean, I'd be surprised if you guys didn't play it, but I'm going to ask if you did play it, if you still, you know, have, have ownership of it or just sell it or whatever. Uh, basically, my story, I'm just calling it with this because uh, I have a funny story. It's, well, not funny, but just kind of a story to go with it, whereas I was at a job. And a guy at the job was also in the video games, so we became really good friends. That's what we do. We each played video games and lived close to each other, so he went down his house to one time. He, this was still when you could go to a store and rent games, of course, and he called me. He said, come on down. I rented this game. I think it's a great game. You should check it out. So I went down and sit there, and I'm watching him play it, and I'm, I'm like scratching my head. and like, what the heck? And I'm like, what is this game called? And he's like, Earthbound. Like, I'd never heard of it. I didn't either. I just at the video store and it jumped out of me, so I thought I'd rent it. Well, we proceeded to sit there and pass the controller back and forth and play this game, and it turned out to be an outstanding game. So, once I left his house, the next day I went out to the store's hot and found it in the store, bought it, started playing it, and look at look what the game turned out to be. Now, wow. And I, I often wonder if I would have ever met this guy at work, if we would have ever had the connection of playing video games. I didn't. I don't know if I ever would have played Earthbound when I played Earthbound and had the enjoyment of having it. One of the lucky people that have bought it, too. The only thing I don't have is the factory sale, yeah. but I have, like, all the cardboard that goes to it, all the instruction booklets. I have everything that the game came with. If I just had that factory seal, I'd probably have the bullet. Well, I don't think I'd sell it anyway, but oh, yeah. I have a little bit of cash in my hand. So that's what my question of the subject of this week is, gentlemen, Earthbound. I said uh, none of you have ever played it. I'd be quite shocked, but... I just thought that was a neat little story when I actually think about it. You know, like I said, I owe it all, all to my friend with him running the game that got me to buy the game, that got me to play the game. So, <laughs> interesting little thing. I'm just wondering how you ever, you know, if you, how you've got to play and everything else like that also. So, all right. Great show. Thanks for allowing me to call it, be a part of something great with you guys. Have a good week. 
Game on. <laughs> and he got cut off at the uh, Google Voice uh, three minutes there. Um, we'll we'll continue the rest of his message in a second. Um, but to address your question, Mr. Fred French, um, I actually I had heard about Earthbound uh, when it came out. Uh, I did not have a copy of it. Um, I don't even think it was available to rent at my nearby video store. But um, I wound up playing it much further down the road, um, about, I want to say, three years ago. Um, my brother-in-law came over, and he was a huge fan of the series. He loved Earthbound, uh, Mother 3, and uh, he he basically brought it was like, you got to see this game. So I started, you know, hanging out with him. He would be playing it, you know, doing a playthrough of it while he was here at the house. And, um, yeah, it was just... It, it, it's such a, it's a really cool, like, different RPG in that, you know, it takes place in a sci-fi kind of modern day, kind of goes so off the rails. I mean, you've played it before, right, Kyle? I've never played through the game. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, though. Okay. It's, it's great. It's wonky. I mean, the, the, the music, the combat it is, it's. It's a one-of-a-kind game, um, especially the final fight. Oh, my God, the final boss fight in that is some of the most bizarre, <laughs> weird. Uh, I can't even tell you. It's just off the hook. But, uh, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Earthbound? Earth, yeah, Earthbound. 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 Uh, I've, never, I've tried dozens of times to get into that game, and I just... <laughs> I can't like I get so far and it's, it's like we were talking about earlier. I get so far and then I walk away and then I, something else catches my interest and I just never get back into it. Yeah. Um, now that I have it on the I have it on the Super Nintendo Mini, uh, classic whatever. Um, I'd like to dive into it again. I started playing it again and I got almost to the same point as before and stopped. <laughs> but it's fresh enough where I can pick it up and start just getting back into it, which I'm hoping to do when I have time. Cool. So, but yeah, I've never really dove in. I did watch videos. I did watch playthroughs. Um, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd just did a video on it, and he had did some, a phenomenal some, video. There's some really interesting theories about the whole ending of that game. Yes, <laughs> that I thought this is like now I want to see this. You know, I want to see like I want to get there to experience this because like the beginning starts out not so it's not slow, but it's like eh, all right, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really I think see the interesting stuff until you get further in the game. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I that's what I need to chug through to. Yeah, cuz so. once that picks up, I mean again, I really haven't played it as much as or even that much at all, but I've sat and watched my brother-in-law play huge chunks of it and uh it's just a wild wild game. Mhm. But yeah, Fred, you're one of the lucky few, man. A lot of people didn't buy that game, and I think, uh, like you're saying, if you got all the factory-sealed stuff, I mean, I think it's... He's got everything except that he's opened it and played it. And I think that's still worth a pretty good chunk of money. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right, we'll, uh, we'll go on to the next message, also from Master Fred. <laughs> well, there you go. My second call, and already I've been cut off after these by the save off Woody's you do like uh, call these other podcasts and say, hey, what operator did you get? Because uh, she's great at cutting people off when they're talking. <laughs> no, sorry, I rambled on too much, gentlemen. That's, that's all right. It's all right. Mostly called back because 
I didn't get to end the way I need to end the end. So as always, gentlemen, Arrivederci. The <laughs> clothing just say Arrivederci. Yes. <laughs> right on. Right on. Thank you, Fred, for your calls. And uh, that, again, thanks for the... Uh, the really cool story it's awesome to hear that you're you're one of the few that actually bought and uh, played earthbound back when it came out uh so thank you for sharing that man we look forward to more calls from you um all right and then this next one kind of goes back to our hardest nes game conversation if i can hit the... yo what's going on this is dustin calling kyle's brother uh, <laughs> yeah so just a couple So first off, I, I feel like I should explain the whole brat thing. Uh, maybe not. But we went to, we went to Vermont camping the one time at a place called Brattleboro. Mm-hmm. And I think we got we it was me, him, my buddy Nate, and our significant others at the time. And we talked about like every time we were we were drinking, we'd call we'd say Brattleboro faster and faster. So it'd be like Brattleboro, 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 and then next thing you know, we're just saying brat. <laughs> so whenever we end a phone call with each other, we just say brat. Oh man, you got to call in more often, Dustin. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, if you're ever sick, I'm calling Dustin to take your place for the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would love to do a call in for an episode. Oh my god. He, totally do it. Um, he is a trip. Yeah, so uh 
Yeah, we talked a lot about Ghosts and Goblins this week. He actually called me. He was texting me when he was playing that. Or he called me. I don't remember. But he talked about how like coffee was spilled all over his suit and <laughs> bounce busting on a pink DS. I bought him from Goodwill. <laughs> threw some ROMs on there. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, but we didn't talk about this. Did you see Infinity War yet? No, I've got to see oh, this. dude. It's such a different... I'm not going to spoil anything. This is not a movie you spoil. Um, it's such a different superhero movie, though. Like, you walk out of there just thinking about the movie. Really? Yeah, it's... I don't... Did anybody... Nobody spoiled anything for you? I mean, I know the comics, so I know what's coming. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I walked out of that theater just mind-blown. Yeah. I just... And and I got home and Heather's like, how's the movie? I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it because you got to go see it. I'm not talking about any of it until you go see it. Other than that Thanos is fucking badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was a great, I thought it was a great movie. I, um, I'm definitely going to see it. It may not be while it's in theaters. Um, I will say that I felt really bad <laughs> for people who have not read the comics uh, and you know we're going to kind of see this story for the first time because this this was a big this was a big turning point in the comic. So it was from I, I hear they did it. I, I hear it was better than everybody thought it was going to be, and that's that's saying a lot because it was a great storyline. So and and I'm pretty burned out from superhero movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'll still go see. Like I loved Black Panther. I haven't seen that um, yet either. Oh, I really suck. Comes, I think it comes out this week. Or next week on DVD. Um, if it does, I'll be, I'll be getting it just because I have That's from good. like getting our kids' bouncy house on Amazon. I have like rewards money from that, so it's worth it. Um, between that and like Guardians, all the other ones, meh. You know what I mean? I've seen. Yeah, it gets to be too much. I think I love them. Don't get me wrong; it's not like they're bad movies, but it's just it's something different sometimes. Is sure. nice, but this this one. Uh, yeah. I think I loved it because it's not like the other superhero movies. That's that's what everybody's saying too. I've I've heard it's a real, it's a real masterpiece. So uh, I'm I'm it's hoping great. to see it in theater. Um, probably not going to happen. Maybe. And Tony Stark was not super irritating in this one either. Oh, he's I still one of my favorites just, though. Oh, he's good, and Downey Jr. plays the part well. It's just sometimes like in Spider Man, I think he was way over the top. I haven't seen that one. And, Annoying. Oh, it was really good. Really? Because I'm not. Uh, I've never been a huge Spider-Man fan, to be honest. Um, I, they don't do. It's not a reboot of his or origin story. Oh, thank God. He's, a, he's already Spider-Man. Yeah, I, that's what needed to happen because we needed to see a third one. You know, it was um him just being Spider-Man back in high school, and he's an actual high schooler. Okay. Like, he acts and thinks just like some kid in high school. Well, maybe so, I'll give it a shot then. I just I couldn't was, see another freaking Spider-Man origin story either. I was just like, God damn! No, it's not. It's good. It's really good. All right. All right. Yep. Well, shit! I got my homework cut out for me. Did you see Super Troopers two yet? No, I have not seen that yet. We saw it. What was it last weekend or the weekend before? That was so goddamn funny. But we did get tickets, and here I am talking about how sick of superhero movies. Here I did get tickets for uh, Deadpool. Oh, I'm going to see that. Yeah, <laughs> Deadpool is my favorite superhero movie, hands down. I'm not yeah. even kidding. Like, I loved that movie so much. <laughs> and man, it's I don't gonna be awesome. I laughed so hard either. That movie cracked me up. 
But all right, cool. Um, okay, so uh, we're coming down to the end here. Uh, get ready to wrap up. Um, again, if you want to leave a voicemail on the voicemail line, like Dustin and Mr. Fred French did, you can call us at 610-810-1654. Um, if you want to hang out in our book club for gaming, it's at the save point at tiny.cc slash save point. You can email us the old-fashioned way, theretrorents at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at theretrorents. I'm on Twitter as uh, at retrorentsal. Uh, Kyle does not use Twitter. Um, not really. <laughs> but you'll find him in the save point uh, posting quite often, so um, you can do that. And uh, also, when is the uh, next issue of uh, Ninja vs. None coming out, sir? They release every Friday. This past one was released Friday. Oh, why, so. why didn't you push it? I did push it. I posted it on my wall. You gotta Thanks push it for in reading the... my wall. Thanks for reading my wall out. I am hurt. I didn't see. I, it's that dumb it's, Facebook algorithm. It's, I didn't even see it. <laughs> it's probably because I posted a link and it's like, oh, you should promote this and pay us money. Blah, blah, blah. I hate Facebook anymore. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you right now in Discord. Cool. I plan on reading it. I love those damn things. Uh, but yes, check out Ninja vs. None. What is it? Ninjaversenone.tumblr.com? Right? Or is it None vs. Ninja? Uh, Ninjaversenone.tumblr.com. Yeah, go check that out. It is hilarious. You and Dustin are on a roll. I'm loving it. You guys are the new Captain Underpants. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We got. I have, we have no followers, though. <laughs> really? Travis. Oh, on, come on, on guys. <laughs> Come on, save pointers. Go get uh, you know what we whatever. It's as long as people enjoy reading it. <laughs> go give them a follow. Oh, shit, I gotta go give you a follow. I don't even think I'm on Tumblr. But uh I think that's the problem. I should find another I should find another place to put it. Twitter Excuse always works. Um so yeah. Uh, that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Um, another fun night talking with you guys. Travis, we hope you feel better. Sounded like your night's ending in pukies. Uh, oh, bummer. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming, anyway. It sounded like that's where he was heading. Um, other than that, uh, still waiting to hear on some other news. I actually uh, started getting followed on Twitter by a game developer out in Brazil that's developing this really interesting looking game called The Outsiders. Uh, I might actually reach out to them and see if they'd like to talk to us more about it because it's really, really cool looking. Um, I'll put a link up to it uh, with this episode. You guys can check it out. But it, it it looks like something I think all it is definitely all of our style of play. And uh, the, the graphic style immediately just hits that uh, that charm switch you always talk about, Kyle. So uh, <laughs> we'll check that out. But uh, other than that, um, we'll hang it up for this episode. Thank you again. We'll do some shout-outs to our, our listeners especially. Uh, thank you guys. You know, we love doing this, and it's always great to get the feedback that we do. It uh, sounds like a lot more people have been listening, which is crazy. as We've, we've seen like our listener level just skyrocket in the past two episodes so that is freaking awesome so big thank you to the listeners who are helping get the word out there for us um <clears throat> thanks to our pals over at the everyday gamers you know rock slide and and blake and uh, Meef and jason 
Uh, and Chris, I know you don't really podcast much anymore, but you're still such a great pal, and you really did get the the word out for us in the beginning. So thank you for that. And um, a big shout out to Mike and uh, Jeremy and Eric and uh, Matt over at the uh, Bad Fodder Figures. You guys seriously <laughs> just keep me keep me laughing. And uh, it's fun to be a, a part of that calling crew over there. And uh, switching over to that, thanks to the uh, people calling in and leaving voicemails. Thank you, Fred French. Uh, that was a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Dustin, you seriously should be calling in on a weekly basis. I, I would say this is a requirement. <laughs> oh, my God, that was funny. But other than that, we will, uh, yes, again, for the third time, as I say it, hang it up for the night. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I have no words of wisdom other than I need to go get some damn sleep. I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. Take it easy. Later, guys.